Today's episode is brought to you by DNA Sports Training. If you or someone you know wants to take their game to the next level, then hit up DNA Sports Training. Visit dnasportsdenver.com to book a training session. We offer specialized sports training from football to track and field and everything else in between. Whether you're an offensive lineman or defensive lineman wanting to get better off the ball or you are an athlete wanting to improve your speed and agility, we have something for you over at DNA. Visit dnasportsdenver.com now and sign up. Yo, yay. What up, brother? How you doing? What's up, dog? It's another episode. A beautiful day out there, actually. It's supposed to be a little bit cold and snowy, but it's nice and sunny right now. So. 27, it's supposed to be colder than that, so I'm all good with that, man. Yeah. Yo, um, I'm calling this episode the GOAT episode uh, once we post it, just to let you know. Okay. It's at 23. Okay. I'm coming in this episode with a tongue out dangling. You know what I mean? Yeah. About to make that dunk. So it's the GOAT episode. And Jump those of you who don't know throw. who we're referring to, we're referring to Michael Jordan, the GOAT, um, not LeBron 23. Yeah, sorry, sorry youngsters. I know all you, although new, new generation, you know you you guys rock with LeBron. You say he's the goat. It's love, but, but as as old school dudes know what what's really going on. Us and, old heads and uh, Jordan was that guy. Although I got to give flowers where flowers are due. Yay! I think the next game LeBron plays, depending on what he scores, he'll be breaking that all time um, yeah. all time scoring record of Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Which has stood for, oh shit, almost my whole lifetime, easily almost 30 years, 30 plus years. Um, so, shout out. Yeah, I mean, we're not haters. Don't get me wrong, right? He's the GOAT right now. He is dominant. He's dominating the game. Yeah. He's breaking records left and right. Um, the dude's he been deserves, in the league 20 years. He deserves to have the argument sure. that these young dudes want to do, but we're going to stay and argue till we're blue in the face. Cause that's the great thing about generations. I think old heads to us would come and argue Bill Russell, yeah. you know, with all his 11 rings and some folks would argue Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yeah. So I think that's the great thing about athletics is every generation has their goat. Every generation has their go to. Um, See, I was kind of like right in between, right? Cause I was young and lived through Jordan. Yeah. But also Kobe came out. Kobe, yeah, and, I hated Kobe. And Kobe, bro. And you know why, though, because <laughs> yeah. he's a Laker, you're a Nugget fan, and he just... Well, I just seen him do so many different things to the Nuggets, but then just, I mean, he was that dude, bro. Like, he was he was, he was, was the an RIP. I mean, his anniversary of his death, was it yesterday or Thursday? He um, is great, bro. Like That's the great thing of the generations, man, when they mix, because you get to see Kobe versus LeBron. And it's unfortunate we never got to see that in NBA Finals. I think that would have been dope. But, you know, um, we lack right now. I think we lack that kind of blockbuster head to head kind of matchup, you know, and it's and it's across all boards because there's so many young stars in the NBA now that are merging. Uh, you know, you look at Jokic, Giannis, so many people that aren't LeBron that are starting to John Morant starting to kind of root out. And if you look in the NFL, you got the same thing. Look, at all the quarterbacks that these young quarterbacks that are under 25 or under mm-hmm. 27 in, in, in AFC West or in the AFC in, in general. Um, and then you got, you know, in the playoffs was the youngest yeah. quarterback 
competitors. Yeah, the youngest history, batch. Right? Yeah, I think you had a couple old guys that got bounced pretty quickly. You know, yeah, Tom Brady I got bounced real fast. Tom Brady probably averaged, and and Aaron Rodgers probably averaged out the age. I think is, is Dak was <laughs> Dak the oldest quarterback in last in last week's rounds? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, like it's wild, man, to think think of how the turnover goes, and you know, we've seen it in baseball, we've seen it in in, in football and in, in basketball. It's kind of cool that you know even nothing in stays the same. Yeah, even in hip hop, yeah. you know, like. We're we're gonna sit there, and a lot of our generation is gonna talk about Biggie and Pac. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. And this younger generation, I don't know who they'll they're put like in there. Biggie, Maybe Drake. Who? Yeah, you I think I think Drake, Drake probably there, carries probably that mantle a lot. I don't. I'm not like the biggest Drake fan. I, I respect his music. I respect his grind. His music's just not for me. Yeah. But um, it's hard to argue with with the success he's had over his career in terms yeah. of like his his generation of artists. You know. He's for sure transcended the game a little bit, you know what I mean? Made made some hits. I listen to Drake, you know, I don't listen to all of Drake. I don't know the game right now to say who would be the yeah. that dude, you know, but it would have to be either, you know, Drake, Kendrick Cole, in my opinion. I, I do I think um, J. Cole J. Cole's like a throwback for me, bro. Like yeah. he's he's really one of them artists. Um I was on Instagram the other day and some of his like just little things popped up and you just started listening to him and did I refer you to Nick Grant? Yes. Bro, dope too. Fire. Yeah. Um. Before we get off with the Kobe and LeBron thing, though, real quick, go Yo. back to that. Yeah. Um. If you haven't checked it out on Netflix, it's the Redeem Team. Okay. This is the this is the 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 Dream Team that lost, or after the Dream Team that lost all it, the failing years. It's a third in our uh, bronze and yep. bronze, and yep. they finally got it done with Kobe, LeBron, D Wade, Chris Bosh, Carmelo. Well, it, it wasn't even like years and years of failure. To be honest with you, it was they went to. Was it the 2004 Olympics? No, but in comparison to the history, right, of, right, of USA yeah, because that team basketball. lost. That team, that team did poorly in in the World Championships, and then that team did poorly in the Athens Olympics. Yep. They took third, and that's when our, I think Argentina took first. Yep. Um, yeah, that would that was the first time we didn't finish gold in in a number of years, uh, in, especially with using uh, professional athletes, bro. But there's a great moment where everybody talks about Kobe and and how. He kind of after that moment, they're like, "All right, we're, is that the we're story? going all in." Is that the story of him like running through Pau Gasol? Runs right through. Yeah, him, dude. And he tells him for very first play, "I'm running through him." And yeah, they're, and they're like, yeah, "No, it's your teammate. Yeah. No, you're not." And he fucking just. I haven't seen that documentary, right but I seen that like a, a, I guess a snippet of it on on Instagram one it's time good. when they were talking about him running through Pau and you know LeBron and D Wade. They're like, "Nah, that's not happening. You're not going to do that." Yeah, and then bro. Kobe ran through Pau, bro, and Pau. Yeah. Look on his face was like, what the hell? Yeah, hey, they no teammates in international play. No, you know what I mean? It was, it was dope, bro. That's tight. And it's called what? It was called the Redeem Team. The Redeem Team. Netflix. I have to check that out, Netflix. man. I've been looking for something to watch. I think we're gonna do a Netflix and chill night tonight. We're gonna watch some. So Isela has been going back and listening to the podcast. I had to give her a guilt trip because I'm like, oh, you ain't been listening. You know, oh, but, you but, get some <laughs> Luther Vandross going on tonight. Well, she heard the she heard the episode when we were talking about Top Gun, and where, oh. where I said something stupid like, I guess I'm gonna have to take you sell out on a date to go see it. And so she heard that, and now I have to cash that check. Yo, so hey. I told her Top Gun isn't in the theater no more. We're gonna have to watch it on on uh, Amazon or something. Yeah. So we're gonna probably do that Netflix and chill and watch some Top Gun tonight because, uh, of course. I owe so you know another good movie that I just watched. I actually haven't finished it all the way. 
don't know if you're an Alvis fan. That's a pretty good movie as well. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, Alvis stole hits. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> they talk about it. Yeah, no. Nah, I mean, that was kind of the that was kind of the thing, dude. Back in the fifties. Yeah, you know what I mean. Right. They took him from from talented color artists, and yep. I mean, I, it shit still goes on now. It does. You know, it's just you know, you get somebody that oh, that's dope. Let me do this. Doctor Dre is notorious for how many how many beats that dads produced that Doctor Dre went and changed you know yep. the pitch on the on the on the drum kick or something like that, and then it's like oh yeah, I produced that. Yep. You know, so the ghost. Uh, the ghost MC and the ghost production has been, been around forever. forever and it's probably never going anywhere. I mean, we just talked about Drake and how many writers they have on them on them songs. And uh, my buddy was pulling out some uh, some like in, you know we used to open a CD pack and read the the producers and yeah. all that shit. And I forget which uh, I think it was an Eminem song. And he pulled it out and then the number of writers on that album were just wild. And right. I know a lot of its features, but you know you get so many people on one track to write a track. You know when you're that big or like. Rihanna or whatever has someone else sing it real quick so they can she can hear how she wants to mess with it and it's crazy dude yeah and it's crazy because you always hear the comparison I mean, we haven't even got on a topic yet right no but yeah. uh fuck it there's a uh, battle rappers can't make music but if you look at a lot of albums bro battle rappers are a lot of ghostwriters from yeah. some of your biggest artists yeah. out there so you know like well and how many of these artists now that are hot that are a little bit older in age right um, how many of them been in the game forever you just only heard about them the last 10 years because the previous 10 years they were ghostwriting yeah or they were working in the studio with somebody or they're ghost producing you know so there's that aspect of it too yep or you get credits just for you know being a hype man ad lib yeah. this and that go in the studio and do all the ad libs and now you're on song credits that, you know what i mean shout out smack from tde with tyga and all that and that's yeah. what he's he's known for you know what i mean like yep. so well, and then, you know, it, who knows, maybe you can set up your publishing the right way to get your people paid, too. You know, mm -hmm. you might have a bunch of people that you put on the track just for that reason. Like, hey, I know this is going to be a banger. All right. I want you to come in here and do something on this track real quick so I can give you some credit on there so for I can sure. get you some publishing so you can make some money off this track. I'll take it. Yeah. Put me on there. Yeah, dude. I'll come out here and say, yeah. Yep. That's it. Uh. Uh. Do you like the do you like the E-40 ad lib? You know what the E40 ad lib is? Which one? Just, so many. Just just his his normal ad lib is like I'm just cruising down the street, down the street. Yeah. <laughs> just that that repeat the last word ad lib, bro. That's a classic. But yo, it's been good. It's good to see you, bro. I know we've been off for a little bit. You went out to yeah. Vegas, kicked it kicked it out there for a little bit. I was running around town doing things, hit up sportsman show, did the fishing thing. That was did fun. You? Yeah, it was nice. cool. Me and Pops nice. went. I went twice. Did you? Well, I see the first time they didn't take my tickets. What? Yeah, me and Pops went on a Friday. They didn't collect my tickets, so I was like, all right, cool. And so we went through, and then we left, and then I think Saturday, me and Isala were chilling with the boys, and I was like, damn, I was telling her because they had, like, eagles, and they had a bunch of birds of prey out there. I had a cool exhibit about that, and I was like, they didn't take my tickets. We should go try to go. Yeah. And so I got some parking, like, right in front of the thing at the, at the parking meter, and we went down there, and... They took my tickets that time, but we got to go in again. Hey, that's what's up, so man. We went that was twice. meant to be. Yo. Two for one, double dip. Little date, too. You so, know what I mean? Got a date out of it with the family yeah, and the kids. Yeah, she took a picture you know next saying? to a bald eagle, and she was scared as hell, but it was pretty cool. Hey. I had a good time. She has to normally be around all those beautiful locks of hair that you have, so yeah. taking well, a picture you know, by a bald eagle, it's not so bad. Yeah, well, you know. It is what it is, you know. They all can't be luscious like me, no, but <laughs> bro. But coach, coach needs a, a hair commercial. So all you sponsors out there that you know want to get some nice locks in your commercial, shout out Coach Al, man. He got them locks. Hey, I, I know this is a little early, but straight up, I was getting ready to go hit up AJ over at uh, 
cutthroat barbers and, and handlers. I wasn't thinking about it, bro. I've been thinking about it. I, t- oh. I told you, Salah, I was like, Ooh, should I cut my hair off? And see, I haven't, no one cuts my hair but my mom. Yeah. Like, my mom's cut my hair for years, but I'm trying to give my mom a break. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, cutting hair isn't as easy for her as it used to be, but she's stubborn. She want to cut my hair still. So I was like, man, I should hit AJ up. Just go stop by there and get cut up. So so in the meantime, if you guys need a cut, go hit up my boy AJ at Cutthroat Barbers and Anglers over on 38th and Pierce, man. I mean, get the plug in real quick. Fuck it. Yeah, hey, for sure. <laughs> and, you know, it's January 28th, coach of 2023. But new year, new you, baby. If, you, if you're feeling froggy and you want to change your style up, go ahead and get you a new Listen. cut. I'm of, fresh. I'm of the idea of instead of new year, new me, I'm going to go new month, new me, right? Oh. So every month it's changing, right? Every month it's it's a new version of me. That way when I get stacked little victories, so when I get to the end of the year, man, I done, I done stacked all my victories for the year. You yeah, know what I'm saying? For sure. I did get a gym membership. Did you? I did. Over here to Vasa. Oh, really? I did. Man, that parking lot's dangerous. You gotta be careful. <laughs> I heard about that, bro. Oh. I heard you had a little situation, bro. Cutting there, people cutting down stop signs over there. People running through intersections, driving now, thirty that, miles an hour. If in that the isn't lot. the sign of the trap, of the trap is a, is a cut down stop sign. <sighs> that I don't know what is. Have you ever seen the movie Funny Farm? No, it's with Chevy Chase. It's an old movie. I think it's like late eighties. Like, I feel like I'm gonna get roasted for not seeing no, it. No, so, I haven't seen. No, it. you're cool. I'm not gonna roast you. So this I'm dude, talking about the viewers. So these little, uh, these little, you know, you know hillbilly ass kids cut mm-hmm. down uh, the sign that says "Slow down, curve ahead." Yeah, right. And Chevy Chase just rolling and uh, doesn't see the sign that says "Slow down, the curve ahead," and he goes off the fucking cliff. <laughs> 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 so that's it. When you told me they cut down the stop sign on you, bro, that's the first thing that popped into my mind. Bro, it's crazy. I was three quarters of the way through the intersection already. Dude hits me, and again, no stop sign there. Even though I did slightly, you know, slow down to merge, uh, make sure there's not no oncoming traffic through an intersection like you should always. Yeah, and they say I'm at fault. Well, thank goodness I'm you're not safe, having bro. that. I mean, I feel you. That's what the, you pay that insurance company for to make yes. sure they fight that. Yeah. Thank goodness you're safe. Thank goodness none of the fam was with you, and it wasn't the fam. You know, sometimes things happen to us. We're able to handle things a little bit differently than than some of our counterparts. And yeah, got to count those little blessings and for life, sure. however they come. So. And, and we're here again talking talking DNA with y'all. So thank goodness, Coach Dom's good. Glad to hear y'all. Uh, glad to have y'all here listening to us again, man. We we appreciate you guys tuning in all the time. As always, make sure you visit DNA Sports. Denver.com. Go ahead and uh, download any of the latest episodes of the podcast. Go copy some merchandise. Let's get a training session in. Um, just let us know what you want to hear, what you want to do, what you want to see. So we appreciate y'all for tuning in. Of course, we're going to go over what's been going on. Kind of got into a little bit, but uh, I know we've been talking a lot about them, and we're going to talk about them again next week because we have a special guest that we won't quite announce yet, but we'll have a, a very special guest next week with us. But Man, the prime effect is on in CU, bro. Yes, it is. Another it's prime blue chip, time. Another blue chip recruit, uh, Kamani McLean, giving them the best or the top two DBs in the last two recruiting class. Travis Hunter being the other one. Man, it, it's wild. Every time I, I log in, I hit up twenty four seven because I want to see who's new. You yeah. know, it's 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 ever changing. But CU has the number twenty one overall ranked recruiting class for twenty twenty three. They've got the number 29 composite ranked, and they've got the number four ranked overall. Some other web publications have them as number one in terms of the transfer portal. Um, they've done a, a really great job now, and, and I think just bringing in Kamani McLean kind of 
adds to that, man, and, and it adds to that overall legacy of what Coach Prime is going to do here in his first year, and uh, it, it's incredible. Yeah, man, it it really is, and what he's doing, bro, he's building a mini no-fly zone, right? Carmani McLean is the number one cornerback recruit in the nation and 14th-ranked overall player, you know? Um, Prime also added depth to that DB room, bro. And to have a coach like Prime have all these young, talented dudes underneath him, one of the best in the game, and his his room is full of dogs. You know, he got, again, we got to talk about Kermani McLean. He also brought in three-star recruits, Kendrick Breadlove from Ole Miss mm-hmm. and, and Tavion Beasley from Jackson State, along with Miles Slusher from Arkansas, and then of course you got Travis Hunter, Shiloh Sanders in the backfield, um, Cameron Silman. You know he's the list goes on, bro, of all the recruits. But that's just the DBs, you know, the DB room. Um, and then even more exciting for a guy like me is the D lines he's bringing in. You know, yep. he just hit big um, with getting Taylor Upshaw from Michigan, bro. That's a that's a great depth to the to the D line room. You know, we got to continue to build that D line room because, in my opinion, for the defensive side of the ball, they need a lot of work there. Um, well, what better way to help your your secondary if you're going to have this great secondary? I don't care how good your secondary is; they can't cover for for thirty seconds, right? Yep. That's that's hard to do for any great secondary. So, what better way to help them and to support them and to be complimentary to them is than to to, to beef up your defensive line and see you was like. The worst team last year in sacks. Mm-hmm. They were at the bottom, literally. Yep, and and they brought they also brought in guys that you know probably get a little bit less playing time, but will be again depth. Um, Leonard Payne from Georgia and Shane Cokes from Dayton. So you know I think again he's actively out there making moves, um, and CU's going to be a force to be reckoned with, bro. And and I think that they're going to be competing at a high level soon. Um, but, you know, in the near future, people are going to be talking about CU for quite some time as long as Prime's around. I think it's cool, too, that, like, with with beefing up our defensive secondary, right, um, obviously USC is in the Pac-12 this year. They'll be leaving after this season going to the Big Ten. But you still have to contend with them receivers. And, mm-hmm. and they're recruiting. I think they just brought in another top ten wide receiver, um, top ten recruit. Um, so you're going to compete with their wide receivers, the speed that they provide. UCLA brings some a lot of the same things. Oregon with their pass game. Bo Nix out there just, just spreading the ball around. So in the Pac-12, you're going to have to compete in terms of the passing game. And so yeah. I think they position themselves really well to be able to do that. Solid up front, solid on the back end. You know, that's, that's, how, you, that's how you get it going, let your linebackers do their job, right? Um, I'm, I'm excited to see what happens, man. I'm, like I said, I, I wake up. Log in, you know, like see what I missed because there's there's something new every time and it's definitely entertaining. I'm just again, man, I'm of that of that mindset where I keep talking to buddies and they're like, oh man, I just hope that they don't have too much success the first year because then the SEC is going to come trying to swoop up Dion. And I'm like, yo, if you have if they have major success the first year, you rip up the contract, give them a new one, pay them more, and keep them here. You know, yeah. but we'll deal with that. Yeah, and you know the thing is, is the bottom line is is regardless of the how successful Dion is is he's going to have more success than what last year was, right? Yeah, absolutely. And he's going to have teams that are going to try to come and get him, regardless yeah. of how successful he is early on, because he's Dion Sanders. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I feel that he came here for a reason. It wasn't only the check. You know, sometimes things tell you to come there, and 
And he's here now. He's loving it. You know, he just seen him up in Vail. Dude, he's the, doing a great job ingraining himself with the community. He is, bro. He's he's embedding himself in the community, like you said. And I think he's going to be here for a while. And the more comfortable he gets, the more he'll fall in love with Colorado. And, hey, this might be a home, baby. Does it, does it make you uncomfortable at all, um, just the sudden change? Do you think there's, like, any issue with chemistry? Um, well, just like any team, you know, they're going to have to build some chemistry. You know, you see it all the time in the NFL. You get these rosters on paper that are like, they're going through the roof. They're going to be successful, right. right? You heard me say it all year long with my team. <laughs> and sometimes things just don't happen that way. Exactly. And it don't mesh. And it takes time to build that chemistry. But he's doing all the right things to do it. He's building a discipline program. Yep. You know, he has all these rules. I don't know if you've seen it the other day. The the dress code. Yep. I was just going to bring some of that of stuff up. Room, you know what yep. I mean? For wearing a pair of white socks. and Wearing and, slides. And, and you got to stand on, on your beliefs. Yep. You know what I mean? And, and back a guy like that. And you know what? If he does end up somewhere else in a few years shout out to him man this is a business as long as he leaves us in a better position than what he picked it up in i ain't mad at it that's it's great i I love what he's doing in terms of like some of the manners of being disciplined that he's already instilling in some of these guys um you mentioned the dress code thing that's what i love about it too he's so open on his social media you can follow this stuff it's almost like watching hard knocks it is you know what i mean and uh he brought in like the women of the football staff yep and put them up the front and like gave these dudes like the business about you're you're, you're to respect these women you're you're not to call them out their names you're not to treat them you know foul or or indifferent like dude i love that stuff yeah and not only that i don't know if you've seen the episode where they were in line getting some good food by the way from that cu you know that lunch yeah lunch room over there (laughs) man they getting they getting prime right over there but uh they were in line right and i want to say it was jimmy horn jr who was in line as well and there was a young lady in line behind him and you know prime turned around right away and he's like what do you do if there's a lady in line with you you know what i mean and the football players didn't hesitate bro they let her go in front That's what's up. they got her plate with no no pushback you know no no smug looks anything like that that was coach yeah. he spoke and and that's the respectful thing to do you know what i bro, mean the, so them little things the, the the instilling discipline in them little areas like that do translate to the field they do automatically bro like it becomes second nature to 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 submit to the will of the team, right? To to die to your own kind of um, beliefs or feelings about yourself and be like, the team is more important. What we're doing here is more important. What I'm doing isn't as important. And that's big, bro. Like, that's how you, that's how you find success in, in a lot of them teams is teams that are willing to not be selfish and, and, and care about each other. Yeah, and he's and he's teaching them how to win in life, right? Not only football, yeah. right? If he comes here and, and he has a mediocre coaching career, but he teaches these young men how to be great men in life and yep. they go on to the NFL and grow on to do great things. And then when they're doing these great things, it's being recognized that they're CU alumni. That does great things for Colorado. Yep. That does great things for CU. So It leads know, a great mark for us going forward. Winning isn't always in wins and losses. Now winning sometimes is, winning sometimes is is young young men making the right decisions in life right exactly. young young men the the wins that you don't count are the wins that happen later on for these for these athletes right these these wins that show up in times of hard times or show up in times of triumph and they're gracious you know yeah. um it definitely there's definitely uh, something changing over there at CU and I'm I'm super excited for it man we'll get we'll get more into CU next week um 
You know where wins on the field matter though. Where they matter. They matter to the playoffs. The playoffs, baby. They matter championship weekend. Hey, we ain't been we ain't been around for a while since the playoffs started. We missed two weeks. We did, bro. You know, I I was actually so you know, I got on I can't, I'm gonna I'm gonna admit. So Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I got on the Dallas bandwagon a oh bit. I ain't gonna lie. Right, I was out. You know, are I was you out serious? Laughlin. I put some money on Dallas. Ugh. They won. I won some money. Ugh. So then I put some money on them the next week, <laughs> and they lost. And I lost some money. Damn it! <laughs> I should have known. <laughs> I should have known. Oh, dude! In a close game, bro, like that, you can't. Come on, Dak, you can't get it done for me. Uh, What's going on? You know on. what it was though, bro. And, and you better pay this man, Dallas. You better realize it. Tony Pollard going out early in that game is Dude. the reason why you guys weren't successful offensively. That's a big loss. And he's so explosive for he, them. He is. Zeke isn't as explosive as he used to be. So no. Zeke's good between the tackles. But, man. You know the dope thing, though, is Zeke recognized that. I don't know if you've seen that. Zeke said that he's willing to take a little bit of a pay cut to stick around in Dallas um, because he's realizing that. They've the, got a lot of people to pay over there. I was looking at their. The window's yeah. closing. Yeah. I was looking at their, their list of potential free agents, and they've got a lot of guys that they are do. on rookie rookie deals that are coming off. They got a lot of people to pay over there. I hope, you know, I don't. I like Tony Pollard a lot. It sucks that he broke his leg, and I don't know how long that's going to put him out or how far that's going to set him back. Um, I thought, you, we talked about it a few episodes back where I felt adamant that he was going to be the running back of the future and that, yeah. uh, that Zeke wouldn't be around next year. And I have some reservations about that now just because of the injury. Um, we'll see where that happens, but I still kind of feel that way. Since you brought up the Cowboys, what the hell was that last play of the game last week? It was, what was that? It was almost like when you're playing a game of chess and you just tip over your king because you know the game's done. Dude. Right? Like, because that's what the effort was, bro. Like, it's the playoffs. Did you see Zeke get de- murdered? The decision making, like, I don't know. I mean, to me, you didn't try hard enough. I for your like fan base and for for your the team, overall feel, team, it wasn't a tr- it wasn't I feel like they overthought it. Like they overthought it. They put Zeke at center and put your right guard and right tackle and left guard and left tackle out in the out in the open, you know, looking <laughs> like you're gonna throw a screen of some sort. And then Zeke got blew up, you know. He wasn't eligible to go out for a reception, right? So you can only pitch it back to him. I just don't get it, bro. I, I I don't get why you wouldn't just line up five linemen. Like, do you think that play was successful in practice against their defense? Because they don't got no slouch of a defense. Do you think it was really successful in practice? Why would I, you? I bet that play was successful shit against air. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> dude, I I couldn't I I didn't understand it. And then like, apparently, you know, now uh, McCarthy hasn't fully endorsed. Kellen Moore, which is his offensive coordinator, and I wonder if that has anything to do with it. Calling some stupid shit like that, like, dude, line up five wide, you know, and and run hook and ladder or run something. Don't, you know, you put out a gimmick. It's it's like Lincoln running the swinging gate against us that one year, where that's that's all they ran against us. Yeah, you know, I think again, and that's why I said it's kind of like. Tipping over your king, right? Yeah. Quitting because you're not putting in the effort to win the game, bro. Like, you, that's what you pull out of your playbook, bro. All of that to throw a seven yard comeback route they got. He wanted to be on ridiculousness or somewhere on ESPN if that play was successful, talking about, oh my God, this ridiculous play that's never going to work again in the history of football. 
was successful. Dude. Well, wrong, bro. You failed, and now you guys are sitting at home watching the conference championships. I seen a meme. It said that that the NFC championship was going to pl- be played at a neutral site <laughs> in, <laughs> in Dallas, in Dallas, so that way they can experience the the championship game. That's hilarious. So. He brought up the NFC Championship. You know, obviously the Niners, they beat the Cowboys. The Eagles beat the Giants. Uh, who do you got in that in that matchup between the Niners and the Eagles in Philadelphia? Well, I – the Niners' defense is ridiculous, first and foremost. Like, that defense is, is legit. However, Jalen Hurts looks fresh. That offense looks stout. And I'm rocking with Philly. I think Philly's going to take care of this one. Um, I don't think it's going to be a close game. I know that defense is good, but I think Philly's going to handle this one convincingly. Um, and that's who I'm rocking with there. And then I don't know if you want to do your pick, then we'll go over to the AFC, or you want to hear my AFC pick. No, right go ahead and go to AFC. You got, so you got Kansas City going up against Cincinnati. Kansas City fresh off a of victory over uh, Jacksonville. And then you got Cincinnati going on the road and mm-hmm. throttling and Buffalo, Buffalo, when everybody said, including myself, that they probably wouldn't get that done. With the Mar Hamler in, in, in the house, the, the emotions, the crowd was electric, and all Cincinnati did was go in there and, and, and take care of business. Philly and Cincy are playing with that. I and mean, we talked about this right before the playoffs started, that, that swagger, that yep. energy, that momentum. Both those teams are playing with that momentum, right? Yep. Pat Mahomes is a little banged up. Joe Burrow is undefeated against Kansas City. Burrowhead. Everything is leaning towards Cincinnati winning this game, and that's what I want to see. But that's exactly why I'm picking Kansas City to win this game because I do not think – I just don't see it happening, bro. Everything out there is telling me it's going to happen, and my gut is saying that's why it's not going to happen. So uh, you throw me for a little loop there because I'm looking at the rundown and you had Eagles versus Bengals. I did. So you thinking Eagles versus KC? I want Andy Reid's old team versus Andy Reid's new team. Listen, my picks that I wrote down on the rundown is what I want. I got you, and that's what I'm gonna rock with. That's what I'm gonna cheer for. So I want to see the Bengals and the Eagles. I think that makes for a better game. Yeah. But my gut right now is telling me to go KC. You know what I'm excited about, bro, is like a lot of times you get to the final four and you'll get a team that kind of got hot and that probably shouldn't be there and they're there. And you're like, damn it, I don't want that team to win because if they go to the Super Bowl against this team, it's just going to be a boat race. It's going to be horrible. Blah, 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 blah. You don't got that this year. I feel like any combination of the four teams remaining could be a really good Super Bowl. Like I feel Eagles, Eagles, Bengals can be good. I feel Niners, Eagles can be or Niners, Bengals can be good. I feel KC, Eagles can be good. KC, Niners can be good. I'm personally, I'm going for a rematch of Super Bowl Twenty Two. I'm going to take the Niners and the Bengals to meet up. Um, would not be mad though. Like I said, would not be mad if it was the Eagles and Chiefs. Um, I think uh, all Jalen Hurts does is win. Everywhere he's gone, he got a, he got a raw deal in Alabama. You know, benched in the, in the national championship game that they end up winning, um, transferring over to Oklahoma, and all he does is, you know, become a Heisman finalist and and have have a, a great cap to his career. You know, he gets to Philly, gets the chance. There's kind of you know this uneasiness about him, and then all he does is come into this year, and he's probably the front runner for the or front runner going away for the MVP award. He's been great all season. He offers a 
he offers a little bit more of a dynamic that's harder to, to defend against. Mm-hmm. He can he can throw the ball really well, but he runs the ball really yeah. well. And it's not like Lamar Jackson running the ball. Lamar runs the ball. He's fast. Like Jalen got a little more meat to him. Like he seems like he can take a little bit more of the abuse. I know he was hurt this year, uh, um, a little bit. I think he probably would have played out, but more out of precaution, keeping him out. Right. Um, I like what what Philly does. I like the way they move the ball. I like their defense. They're they're mean up in the trenches. Their offensive line is great. Yeah. You know, you got Lane Johnson up there. You got you know Kelsey up there at center. Like you've got a really good all around team. AJ Brown has went off this year. He's completely gone off this year. Um. So, man, you know what? I'm excited for whoever whoever makes it through. Me too. I I wouldn't mind San Fran. And when I said it was going to be convincing, that's because I really feel that Philly, it wasn't a fluke last week. Like, I think what they did with the Giants speaks volumes. And I think that they're going to continue to be successful, honestly. Um, But, you know, I want to say real quick, Brock Purdy got that San Francisco 49er offense rolling too. So, like, I think I just want to give him a shout-out for coming in and doing his thing and having them in the position to go to the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? And and sometimes, you know, the Nick Foles thing – you know, maybe this guy rocks with them and leads them to the Super Bowl. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's what Nick Foles did in Philly and got that. So how I how ironic would it be for Brock Purdy to come in, beat Philly, and then go on to win a Super Bowl? Yeah. You know, there's a little bit of... Fun fun way the world works like that, right? Yeah, you never uh, know. The one thing working against Purdy is there's never been a rookie quarterback to lead their team to the Super Bowl. Yeah. And I think Ben Roethlisberger got close one year, but then Tom Brady... Did Tom Brady uh, stuff? Um, I think per- what Purdy's done is, has been fantastic. Mm-hmm. He's not being asked to do a lot. He's got 16 touchdowns and three interceptions, bro. Yeah, since he's come in, um, he's undefeated. Um, the team's riding a 12 game winning streak. There's a lot of momentum going behind San Francisco. Um, I'd be excited to see it happen. I got a question for you that doesn't pertain to the playoffs this year. Do you think Purdy has done enough to go into next year being the starting quarterback? talked about this did we um a lot's changed since we talked about it. yeah you know i think I, I think we actually talked a little bit more about jimmy g and trey lance yeah but uh i think he definitely has done enough to be on their roster and compete for a spot oh he'll definitely be on that roster like but and my the bigger question that I have is who's going to be on that roster with him. Uh, well, Jimmy G's done. Jimmy G's done. He's he's well, his contract's up after this year. I know, but I've seen some things that seen some things that maybe were leading towards the trade value in Trey Lance, maybe opposed to just keeping Jimmy G on a if they can keep him on a a lower contract or something, keep him around for a little while and and get some value out of Trey Lance. That might be something that they explore as well. What about Jimmy G to the Raiders? You don't think that'll happen? No. You don't think uh, McDaniels is targeting him or Brady? I think he's targeting Brady. For sure. Um, But, no, I don't think Jimmy G. I don't – I wouldn't like that. I wouldn't want to see that, um, honestly. But – but. he might. He has the ties to McDaniel's, you know. But that's the only reason why I asked that because he's 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 going to be a free agent. He'll be able to choose where he goes, and I don't know. 
you got teams like the Colts. Colts, I was gonna you know, you got all these teams that need quarterbacks or at least a bridge quarterback. Like Texans are going to need a bridge quarterback if they draft one because I don't think they're going to want to go with their their number one pick right off the bat. No, I think they're going to go. I think Texans land up with Derek Carr. You think so? The more I start to think about it, it's either Texans or the Colts who get Derek Carr, but I think maybe Texans, Derek Carr is more of a fit there. Colts maybe want to take a shot at Jimmy G. Yeah. Um, Lamar probably stays put. They're going to franchise him. I think uh, Brady is in the silver and black. You don't think he retires? No. No. Why? I mean, you get you get a divorce over football, and then you're going to retire the next year? I mean, he wanted to play one more year. He just wanted to play one more year to get a divorce. Just get rid of that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. I, I did not get tell what I just said. Hey. No, I, I mean, he, dude, he, he, his play fell off this year, though. It it. It did, but, but they were still in the line, playoffs. Well, his offensive line was horrible too. They they had a lot of injured people on the offensive line. See, and that's why I think that's why I think the Raiders might target Brady, right? I think they might target Brady because Brady is known for taking very team friendly contracts. True. To bring in other players and sign players and keep them on the roster, so I think the Raiders may do that. They have a lot of money to spend this year. Maybe bring over Brady. That may entice some linemen to come over because we got to bulk up that line. You know, we keep JJ in the backfield. You know what I mean? And, and I don't think I don't think McDaniel's wants Josh Jacobs, bro. No, we're gonna keep him. We're gonna keep him. Man, mark my words. January twenty eighth, ten oh six a.m. twenty twenty three. Should we friendly wager on this? We wager some lunch or something. Sure, as well? sure. All right, it's on. It's a lunch. It's a lunch. Um, going back to Purdy though. Um, I do see a lot of value in, in offering up Trey Lance, but he didn't look good. He he didn't look good in his only game that he played, and in the second game he got hurt. I don't know, man. Like it's it's an interesting it's an interesting dynamic. How do you how do you tell the team, yo? I know this guy just led us to the NFC Championship game. In because if you think about it, Jimmy G looked good before he got he hurt. He did. He did. I think Trey Lance is the only quarterback on that team that didn't look too good. It's all about what have you done for me lately. Yeah. Right? Brock yeah. Purdy, NFC Championship. Jimmy G, great season up to that point. You know, Trey the Lance. Is, you know, the difference is between Jimmy G and, and Purdy and Lance is that rookie deal. Yeah. That I rookie know. deal, you can do a lot having a quarterback on a rookie deal. That's why all these quarter, that's why all these teams try to draft their quarterback and 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 strike it, strike gold with them before they get to that that second contract because that rookie deal is is. I mean, that's how the Seahawks did it. What did you just say about rookie deal though? Our rookies, the history. They, I get that, but he's a rookie this year. Doesn't mean he's gonna be a rookie next year too. True. You know what I'm saying? True. And the, what they've built around that dude, that team is that team is solid. Like in terms of the weapons they have on offense, um, the front seven, that's what gives me intrigue and it gives me belief that the Niners can win this game is because I wonder if they can get. That battle is going to be ridiculous, by the way. I'm glad you brought that up because we should talk about that. That battle of in the trenches, that game is going to be fucking phenomenal. They've got the ability to get to Jalen Hurts without bringing anybody and they have the discipline to not give up unnecessary lanes, right? And Philly's coming after it. Philly got some dogs up front yeah, too, so they do. it's gonna be. They got road graders up front. It's gonna be, 
Dude, that, that's actually probably, of the two games, it's probably the one I'm more excited to see Me for too. that reason because the trench warfare in that game is going to be intense. You know, since he, since he was down a couple of linemen this last week, and I thought that was going to hurt them against Buffalo, and they, they, they seemed to do fine. They ran the ball really well. Joku was too cool, bro. I'll tell you what, if Cincinnati's, and I don't mean to bounce back and forth, but if Cincinnati can run the ball like they did against Buffalo and let Joe Burrow get his stuff in parts, they're going to be hard to beat. I don't By know anybody. I don't know that Kansas City's game to stop that run like that. Mm-mm. You know, um, so uh, again, dude. It, it, in, in my opinion, and I know you agree with this because because we hogs, but it starts in the trenches. For and sure. whoever's better equipped in the trenches to not only you know run the ball and control the clock, but also take over the game and and disrupt the other opposing team's offense. That's going to be the team that wins, bro. And I I just think that the Niners. They have the superior front seven. And it's hard to say that because Philly is damn good. But I feel the Niners have the superior front seven. And I think that's going to work towards their benefit in, in kind of helping. You're not going to stop Jalen Hurts, but you've got to minimize the damage. You've mm-hmm. got to make it rough for him. You can't give him, you know, you can't give him uh, opportunities to hit Devonta Smith or A.J. Brown. Running downfield, right? Them, them long throws they like to hit. Them crossers they like to hit. I, I can't tell you how many times New York Giants gave up crossers. And Thibodeau yeah. got shut down for the most part in that game. You know he he was he was overzealous a couple of times and mm-hmm. and gave and, you know gave up a lane for for Hertz to get through. So I just I feel like the discipline of the Niners front seven might might be a little bit you know equalizer. Yeah, yeah I know a lot of those pass rushers going to want to peel their ears back and go after him. But this is one of those ones gotta where be you disciplined. Gotta, you got to know the levels of the line of scrimmage, kind of get proper depth and sit and mm-hmm. and just contain there a little bit and you know put that pressure because that guy's explosive, bro. So it's gonna be fun. I can't you, wait. You think you, you know, put a spy on him on on Jalen Hurts? You, you you spy him the whole game. I mean, I think you try it. However, they got weapons. It's true. So you know. It's a it's a game of numbers. It's a game of inches. So you got to make good with what you have. So I, I I'm not opposed to trying it. I don't know if I would necessarily go there first. Let's see what our eleven does versus your eleven. Let's right. scheme and let's see what we can do schematically first. And then after that, if that's the that's Plan B. Cincinnati was doing that in moments against Buffalo. Yeah, they would uh they were bringing up their safety. Yeah. And and kind of having him in the box, and he would he would drop back like he was going into coverage, and then once he seen Josh Allen moving, he worked. He see, moved with Allen. See, the reason why I think I would make that more of a plan A with Buffalo though, is because Josh Allen will also run through that first point of contact. That's true. You know what I'm saying? That's like true. he's likely to just run somebody right over. So putting a spy there is going to slow him down for everybody else to pursue to the ball. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Like opposed to Jalen hurts, he might outrun that spy. If that spy takes a bad angle. Yeah. Yep. Well, man, I hope to see it raining touchdowns this weekend. Uh, I'm excited to see what happens. Um, but if you do get caught up in a situation where rain or floodwaters get you, make sure you uh, shout out our homies over at anytime flood restoration for all your water damage, cleanup, mold remediation and structural dryout needs. Call 720-837-1184 and visit the website at anytimefloodrestoration.com. Yo, they're at Triple are they're A plus rated by the BBB licensed, bonded, insured, and certified with the IICRC. Shout out to our boy Zach over there at Anytime Flood Restoration, man. Make sure y'all hit them up. Amen.
Get right when you need it. Shout out to Zach. Yo, we're moving along, brother. Um, we we it's been great because we've been talking nuggets the last few episodes, and nothing's changed, man. We're gonna no. talk some nuggets more today. Holding on to that one seed, putting some distance in between themselves and uh, and Memphis. I think they got three and a half games up on the, on the one seed right now. Uh, by all accounts, Nikola is the odds-on favorite to win the MVP. His third in a row, joining the likes of Larry Legend. Um, man, I I'm. Super excited for this team, bro. They uh, Jokic just just uh, just took the assist record for the team. Uh, Alex English came out, tweeted, and congratulated him, and then also said, "You know, I can't wait to see all the other records of mine he breaks for this team." Um, they've they've been clicking. They've really been clicking, man, and, and it's, it's exciting to see uh, Jokic is point one assist away from averaging a triple double on the season. Um, just. He's the GOAT, man. He's the best player in the world right now, in my opinion. Yeah, you know what is great, too, bro, about what's going on is the consistency. The consistency in which they're getting things done. You know, they lost They lost a tough game to Milwaukee. You know what they I mean? They didn't play anybody. Yeah. And then they lost a, a really tough game to the Thunder. Yep. But opposed to that, they've been on a nice little streak, bro, and, and they're very consistent. You know what I'm saying? I think that... They're built, especially when the Joker comes back, they're built to go on another little run to kind of, you know, stretch that lead out a little bit and put some distance between between uh, the number two spot. But, you know, I'm excited to see what they can do this year, and, and hopefully they stay healthy down the stretch. You know, let's yep. get these injury bugs out early, and let's stay healthy down the stretch, and let's see what it does in the playoffs, man. I think the stuff with Milwaukee was more like load management for them guys. Yeah. Um, there was the second night of a back-to-back after beating the Pelicans 99-98. Um, tonight, today, um, as we record this, and this will probably release tomorrow morning, um, Sunday morning. But uh, Saturday, the Nuggets play uh, Philly. You yeah. know, get Jokic versus Embiid, and we can see who the MVP is in real life. You know, um, I think that's going to be a really good game. It's a good game against some contenders, and I, I truly pick the Nuggets to be on top of that one, even though it is on the road. And uh, I wouldn't mind seeing another triple double classic from from Nikola, like we're we've become accustomed to see lately. Yeah, there's only going to be one win in Philly this weekend and that's the Eagles we just talked about it so you know the Nuggets are gonna go there and they're gonna handle business and then you know that it is what it is Philly you only get in one this weekend and and it's not gonna be the 76ers bro right? the, the thing I'm excited about with this team is especially as of late probably as the last month month and a half and they've been playing a decent defense they've been playing with a lot of effort on the defensive side and sometimes in basketball I think that's all it takes is just Effort on that defensive side, right? Make shots just a little bit harder. Um, you know, make your 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 opposition work just a little bit harder, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes that can make all the difference in the world. And um, you know, they give up a lot of points, but they also they score a lot, so there's a lot of possessions. We move a lot, we move the ball a lot, so there's a lot of possessions, right? But I mean, even in the loss to the Thunder, they gave up 100 points. Yeah. Uh, in the victory over the Pelicans, they gave up 98. And in the loss to the Bucks, they only gave up 107. Right, um, it it seems like a lot, but the way the the way they play, um, you know that's that style of basketball kind of lends to being scored on, and uh, I'm excited that situationally in, in in the big moments they've they've ramped up their defense. Right in the fourth quarter when it's become a little bit more, you know, nail biting time, they've they've put it together and and, and kind of. Um, Clamp down a little bit more, so to speak. So, super excited for what they what they got going on and what they can do. Um, I mean, dude, we, they've never made it to the to the NBA Finals. You yeah, know? yeah, man. And like I said, the consistency is great, right? 
right now they're averaging 119 at home and 112 on the road. It's pretty consistent scoring right there, you know, and, and hopefully we get that number up a little bit. Um, but I think with along with the great defense, continuous scoring, um, and, and just all-out effort, you know what I'm saying, and, and, and health. I can't stress more on health has to be critical for this team to, to stay healthy and, and make sure we get it done, but Dude, it's very exciting. They got the number one home record in the whole NBA. They're 22-4 and four at home, 12-11 and 11 on the road, which eh, the road split isn't that great, but it's not horrible. Yeah. They're 25-10 and 10 within the conference, um, averaging 116. Uh, you know, it, there's really not much more to, to argue about in terms of, like, can they can they be a contender? They're a contender now. Now it's can they put this together and finish it off? You mm-hmm. know, um, there's no the, the the West is wide open this year. You know, even with Golden State being back in the mix and they're playing a little bit better now, starting to get a little bit more healthy. It's not one of those things where there's a clear on. You know, the Nuggets are actually that team that clear on front runner. Of, of the West this this year. So, um, you know, they're three games up on Memphis. They're six games up on Sacramento, eight games up on on, on New Orleans. Um, so this might be the year that the Nuggets can rise some momentum and get there. Now the key is just being healthy, making it to making it with good health, right? Um, we've got Nicola just got announced as a starter for the All-Star game. The reserves will be announced later. Hopefully Aaron Gordon hear his name as a, as a reserve. But even if he doesn't, I'm almost okay with that. I hate the snub. You know, I hate him not getting there, but I'm okay with him not going and playing because that's one less game to play. That's one less, you know, situation to worry about. The one thing I do want to see, though, is he said if he makes the All-Star game, he'll be in the dunk contest. So That'll be Darren Gordon gets up and he got screwed uh, against Zach Levine a couple of years ago for in, in the dunk contest. So uh, I would love to see Aaron Gordon representing the Nuggets in the dunk contest. Yeah, man, they're playing great basketball right now. Um, free throw average or percentage is right around the average of the NBA, um, around seventy four percent right now. I think the average killed them the, other night. the average is a little bit up. Uh, I think it's like seventy eight percent is the league average. So they're a little bit under average. So they can improve there, but overall they're playing good basketball. Um, it's not like. You know, it one certain statistic they're way under or way over. They're just they're they're doing what they need to do, and as long as they can stay consistent, improve in a few little areas, I think they'll be successful. Well, you mentioned it too earlier in that loss against Oklahoma City. I mean, they missed I think it was something like twelve to thirteen free throws yeah. in a two point game. And, and 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 again, we're in the season right now, right? It kills you at all times in basketball, but in the playoffs. Those points are that yep. much more critical. Yep. Fix so it now. Fix it now before we get to the playoffs. So that way in the playoffs, you know, we're making all those. And our percentage is way up. As I mentioned, CU, or CU, geez. <laughs> the Nuggets will be playing uh, Philadelphia today. Uh, two of the hottest teams in the NBA right now, both in the last 10 games, are 8-2. and two. So it'll be interesting to see these these uh it's an old school classic uh you know mashup against centers you know you don't see that no more with the way the games change you know it's kind of an outside inside game uh it's good to see a couple of fellas that get it done from the inside uh I'm calling my shot now I'm going to take the Nuggets by 4 and I'm going to say Nikola has another triple double Oh I'm mark it down it. Mark it down. Ten twenty, January twenty eighth. We're gonna come back to this. <laughs> nah, man. Hey, it's gonna be a heavyweight fight, so to speak. It's gonna be it's gonna be some punches thrown. Uh, 
figuratively speaking. But uh, punches that are, that are supposed to be thrown, literally coming up, bro. Oh yeah. Is, um, I don't know if you've seen this. Um, allegedly, Tank and uh, Ryan Garcia, Javante Davis and Ryan Garcia, is a done deal. You know, I I, I did see that, and and I'm excited for it. I just. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna hold my water a little bit when it comes to boxing <laughs> because of the Crawford and and the Spence, bro. But I'm pumped for this. It's gonna be a great fight, bro. Um, you know, of course, everybody is rocking, probably rocking with Tank. You know, he's probably the most the favorite of the fight. But man, Garcia could punch, bro. Yeah, Garcia got some power behind his punches. Yeah, he and, does. And you know, I think it's gonna be a good fight. I think it's gonna be a better fight than than. And some people are giving credit for right now because I see mixed reviews out there. But, uh, you know, this is a fight that we all been waiting to see. You know, this is a fight that needs to happen for the sport of boxing. And, and you know, I'm glad to see that they did ink it and they're ready to go. And I just hope that they see it through. So the super fight between the two young American boxing stars was agreed back in November, though cannot be fully said until Tank took care of business against Hector Luis Garcia this past uh, a couple weeks ago. After a lengthy negotiation, the pair agreed to financial terms for the pay-per-view showdown, which will take place at a 136-pound catchweight with a target date uh, and venue of April 15th in Las Vegas. Um the only problem that you mentioned, the fact that both competed at rival broadcast networks and with rival promoters, um, they're looking to kind of get in the way. So they're trying to figure out, you know, where and or what is it going to be broadcast on? Who's going to carry? Who's going to carry that stuff? And what's a bit. the split? So that, that's the thing. That, that's business. That pissing me off with boxing, man. Is it always comes down to these dudes are ready to go, and it always comes down to a pissing match between promoters. Yeah, you know, and Javante, he's represented by Floyd Mayweather's Mayweather uh, Promotions, and Al Heyman Garcia's promoted by Oscar De La Hoya's Golden Boy, um, which fights on Dazen. Uh, May, uh, Mayweather Promotions fights on Showtime, so they're trying to figure that part out. Um, it's reported that the promoters will work with one another to stage the fight, as will broadcasters and pay-per-view produced by Showtime, but distributed through both Showtime and Dazen. So it's looking like they've ironed some of that stuff out, bro. I'm, I'm really hoping they did because I would love to see this fight. Did you say the day or did you just say the... the April 15th. Okay. April 15th. Are we going to Vegas? Hey, let's do it, baby. Trip to Vegas for the fight. My 40th is uh, April 4th. Oh, for real? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You did say that. I was talking about a forty day, a forty hour bender, but <laughs> we can do that in Vegas, right? Forty hour nah. bender. I don't know. I don't know if I could. I'm built for that anymore, Coach. I, I ain't gonna front. I, I told the homie at work. I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go on a forty hour bender for my birthday." He's like, "Dude, I don't think you can do that anymore." Like, and I'll, 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 I'll tell you, man. Forty hours in Vegas is a long Ooh. time, bro. Twenty four hours is a long time. It's you a long forty hours. Time, That's bro. almost two whole days, bro. It. Two days is pretty much two to three days is the max that you should do. I was out there for too long this last trip, man. Honestly. Yeah, you kind of get to like I don't want to go do that. Yeah, and, it, and yeah, you got to go see some of the other sites besides. Unless you're winning, strip. You wow, ain't that's grinning. Yeah, if you're winning, you're <laughs> grinning. If not, you're sinning. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> nah, man, I'm excited to see this one. There's another fight that just got announced, man, and and it's it's in my opinion, it's in contrast to this fight. And, and it's part of the reason why boxing has this situation going on. And I'm not going to hate. Shout out to. So before I get, get too far into it, Jake Paul and Tommy Fury have agreed to fight in February 25th in Saudi Arabia. Um, for many of you know, Jake Paul is the social media, YouTube superstar turned boxer, uh, professional boxer. Now he's a four or five and oh. 
So I mean, he's he's doing his thing. He's beaten he's beaten some well known names. I don't know how known they are in the boxing community. I mean, um, even his win against Anderson Silva was you know Anderson Silva's damn near fifty. But um, I'm not going to hate too much. That, but they've they've been scheduled to fight February 25th, and this is part of the problem with boxing. And it's not necessarily even Jake Paul's fault. Jake Paul's getting his money. Shout out to him getting his money, doing his thing. But, uh, you know, you wouldn't have this situation if it wasn't for the promoters, the mm-hmm. promoters in boxing, mm-hmm. right? They can't get together and get a fight together. You know, you had the Spence and, and, and Crawford fight fall through because of, of, of discrepancies between the promoters because they're represented by opposing promoters. It looks like this Javante Davis and, 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 and Garcia fight could be an issue with promotion if they don't get that part figured out, right? So it's kind of... You have this issue. You don't have it in the UFC like this, but you have this issue in boxing. And so you get people like Jake Paul taking advantage. Yeah. And again, this is no knock on Jake Paul. Do your thing. Get your paper because there's a market for it. Right? Yeah, but it, you know what it does is it, 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 it raises the level of expectation when it comes to, to revenue. Yeah. Right? And, and all these promoters and everybody out there see Jake Paul and them making all this money off of boxing, off the sport that they've been, you know, breaking their backs over for years. And they're like, we got to get some of that too. Yeah. You know, we got to, every fight has to be that blockbuster fight. Every fight needs to make that money. So you see, Fights get these unreal expectations of financial goals to be set, and there's often two sides arguing over how we're going to get there because one side, wants, split it. one side wants to make a little bit more of the bag than the other side, and they're not willing to give up because they see Jake Paul's making this, and, and Jake Paul's bringing other fighters who are, are good, you know. They're they're fighters, but they're not see. But then fighters. What, what ends up happening though is the promoters get in the way from making these super fights, and then these guys end up going and taking fights with other people, and those fights aren't going to make nowhere near what the super fight would make, you know. And and that's and that's part of the my thing that my frustration is like, man, you can make that kind of money with these fights if you just agree to get these fights going. Like if you agree to get Earl Spence and Terrence Crawford going, you can make a lot of money. This. Uh, Tank Davis and, and Ryan Garcia fight gonna make a lot of money if you can get it going. But these promoters, like these promoters, in, in, in turn end up screwing these boxers over with that because these boxers are seeing what 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 these money that Jake Paul's making, and they're like, why can't I get that? Because you can't agree on a fight with this other promoter. It's saying that it's highly anticipated, and it will be amongst the most viewed events globally. Was that this Jake Paul fight? This Jake Paul fight. And, you know, maybe maybe some of the boxers now need to get under Jake Paul's promotions, bro. Well, it's like they're... they're, they're what is it, like most they're, valuable promotions or something like that? What something like that. They're par- they're partnering with top top rank and, uh, and broadcasting digitally in the United States on ESPN Plus pay-per-view. So they, they, he did it right there. He, like, got him a partner. Let's get this shit broadcasted. Um, in the co-main event, former two-weight world champion Badal Jack will face WBC cruiserweight champion Elunga Makabu. Um, also on the card is Ashton Style, an undefeated top prospect from Paul's Most Valuable Promotions. Uh, he'll face Maxwell Awuku. So they've got some actual, like, I mean, I hate to say actual fights, you know what I mean? Because, I mean, Paul is 6-0. and Yeah, he's a professional he, fighter. He's 6-0 and as a pro fighter. Now they're and starting Fury's, to stack the card with good fights. Fury is 8-0 and yeah. as a fighter. Um and forgive me if I'm wrong, but Fury is the half brother of Tyson Fury, correct? 
let's let's fact check it. I, I I'm not 100 percent sure. I'm pretty sure he's the half half brother of Tyson Fury. You know, comes from the fighting family, eight and zero. So you know, it's not going to be no slouch or no walk in the park. It's going to be probably the best fight that Jake Paul's had to date. And you know, I think it's going to be an exciting one. And 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 he's giving. A look to these guys that aren't as big as some of the other names, you know, and they're bringing in revenue. So, you know, maybe some of those big fighters need to make a splash for Jake Paul or something and get on one of his cards and make some money and and change the game up a little for bit sure. and show these promoters that you're not going to dictate what, what goes on in the sport of boxing. Shit, them promoters got a hand lock on that game. They ain't giving that up easy, but uh, says uh, Tommy Furry is a British professional boxer and reality television personality. Um, he is the younger half brother of Tyson Fury. So, so yeah, man. I mean, I agree with you, dude. Like, you're gonna start seeing. I think you're gonna. You already see it with 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 some of these fights that are on the undercard. People hopping on his promotion. Um, mm-hmm. I think Jake Paul's smart in, in doing that and and starting now instead of waiting until he retires to be a promoter, right? To to start his company. Um, you know, it, it's it could be. Who knows? It could be another avenue for these big fights to happen. And that's what I care about. I think that's what the fans care about. They want to see these big fights. They want to see the Earl Spence versus Terrence Crawford. You know, they want to see these these blockbuster fights. The fact that he, you know, I think when he first started fighting, he was putting together like these these celebrity boxing matches, right? On, on the undercard, it was almost like a gimmick. The fact that he has like legit real undercard now um, supports what he's trying to do. And it supports more of that move towards real boxing quote unquote you know oh, what i'm saying man. yeah when he slipped what's his name oh, came in there wild ex-nba player a little short oh, oh nate robinson man, nate robinson <laughs> oh man he slept nate robinson he came yeah. in there that swinging be- like he's never fought a fight in his life that fool became a meme <laughs> and he got face planted hey how long do you before we move on how long do you think jake paul will have to go before they say like all right, bro, you're 15 and 0 now. If he makes it to there, right? Because he got this fight coming up against an, a good opponent. But if he makes it to 15 and 0, how long before they say, we're not going to watch no more of your fights until you really fight somebody who is out there for real, for real, for real? Um, I mean, because they're already kind of poking at him about it. And that's why you see the, the, Criteria a fighter and the and the and the resume a fighter is starting to get better and better for him. He's starting to elevate his game a little bit more. I just wonder how 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 long he has to go before it's somebody that we all already know and talk about. I mean, money talks, you know, and he's certainly bringing in lots of money for for somebody. Um, he's he's fighting at one eighty five this week, so that would put him right there at uh, light heavyweight cruiserweight weight class. Um, is it coincidental? That they have the cruiserweight champion on their card, you know, could he be trying to set up a play for something like that later? You know what I mean? Like, it makes sense. One eighty five to cruiserweight isn't that far. It does. You know, why not uh, give this dude an opportunity to to showcase his talents, make him a little bit of money because that you know that card's going to bring in some money. And maybe he's trying to set himself out, self up for something later. Yeah. Maybe he's not trying to go through the gauntlet like most people have to go through, pay the dues that most people have to go through to get that championship shot. Maybe he's doing it a different way. Well, see, the luxury of what he has going on right now is he's kind of 
doing what everybody says about Mayweather, right? Yeah, picking, picking his and opponents. choosing, and, and he's being really strategic with it. And, you know, shout out to him for being smart about it and not getting in there and saying, letting his pride get him in get him in a situation that his, his, his skill can't get him out of. It's true. You know what I'm saying? So uh, shout out to him for building up that, that skill level and then seeing what kind of mountains he could climb at that point. It really makes you wonder, bro, now that I, you know, you look at his weight and you look at the weight class that he has fighting on the undercard, you know, even if the dude that's fighting, the champion loses, maybe that's a fight for Jake Paul later, you know. Maybe he can use his promotion as a stepping stone to get there. I don't think it's a bad idea. I think it's um, I think it's kind of brilliant. Can you imagine Jake Paul holding the title? There's boxing traditionalists right now that are losing their freaking mind. I know. Thinking about that. I know. Larry Merchant's losing his mind. Somewhere <laughs> with, with a, a drinking his Somewhere with a fifth, he's losing his mind right now <laughs> thinking about that. Nah, dude, I, I, I can't. But at the same time, I won't put it past him, man. I mean, the dude's been successful at what he's doing. He's found a lane, partnering, like I said, partnering with Top Rank and ESPN Plus pay-per-view to to get his promotion out there. Remember when he first started, it was like on it was like on these apps, right? It was like on Dazzin. It was like on these other little apps, right? Now he's got ESPN Plus back in his promotion and what he's doing. Like he's got the real undercard pushing his promotion and what he's doing, bro. So what's next? Maybe he really is taking boxing seriously, right? Fifty and oh. Fifty and oh? I'm gonna make boxing fans mad. <laughs> is Jake Paul gonna surpass no Money May's professional record? No, but even if he does, <laughs> I right, say even if he does, right? If he does get to fifty oh, and oh, bro, there's people that would argue that fifty and oh ain't even the spot. They there's people that still right. there's people that still argue forty nine and zero. You're with right, Rocky Marciano. There's people that will still argue Julio Cesar Chavez's uh, record, even though a good chunk of his early career he was just fighting dudes in the bar. You know what I'm saying? Like just random ass dudes, like not literally, but literally. And so you know, there's always going to be that. You know, I know what money who money fought wasn't always. It was more hand picked, but money fought some, some money fought some fighters. He did. He fought some. He did. Uh, you know. You know what I hope doesn't happen though, bro. I just hope that that the 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 boxing enthusiasts that love boxing and are cringing at the conversations we're having right now, if he does surpass legends' accomplishments or or overall career record. You know, I hope we start to get flowers instead of taking flowers away from the legends because he surpassed what they did. You know what I mean? If that ever happens, and I'm not saying any names in particular, I'm just saying anybody in the sport of boxing, if, you know, let's not take any way. I think you treat it like we were just else. treating generations in basketball, how we were talking exactly. about the goats in different generations. I think you would just treat it like that. In my opinion, that's how I see it. Like, it's just a different generation of fight. Like, if, it, honestly, too, and if, if, if he does take over the game, so to speak, and start, start, you know, making his way up the ladder and doing some things, really there's no one to blame but boxing promoters. Mm-hmm. You know, whereas you don't want to put out these best fights, this dude's finding a way to put out entertaining fights, finding a way to put out 
his brand out there, right? And if he he has improved as a as a boxer with each fight he's taken. If you're watching him fight, you can see his improvements where his hand placement, his hand speed, his ability defensively. Mm-hmm. Like he's got he has been improving. I'm not gonna sit here and act like he's not improving as a boxer because he really is. Now I would love to see him step his competition up. Yeah. Fury might be a little bit more step up a competition, but he's kind of in the same boat where he's kind of been handpicking his fights too. Um you know, if he can if he can beat Fury and he really is starting to take a, a, a turn towards like pulling in some real fighters to fight them, I can respect that for sure. They don't even have to be the greatest fighters, man. Just fight some dudes who've been training boxing since they was 10 years old all the way up to 25, 30 years old, right? Find some dudes that have been doing it for their whole life and fight them. If you can do that, man, I respect the shit out of you. Yeah, we're going to have to touch base on this again because I have a feeling that one of our future guests is going to want to kind of touch base on boxing in general, but also give his opinion on this since we, you know, may have said a few things that can yeah. kind of ruffle the feathers in the boxing well, world. And I'm excited to talk to him and we'll, we'll talk to him on February 12th, uh, my boy Mario Carrillo, um, owner of Icon Boxing, Icon Sales. Um, that's just a little tease for y'all, but uh, we'll talk to him about it because he's he's big in the boxing. Mm-hmm. He's a, he's a boxing trainer. He owns a gym, and I, I'm curious to see what he feels about it too. Because yeah. you know, all people, all fighters want is a shot. Yeah, and sometimes you can't choose like whether people take you seriously or not. All you can do is show how serious you are with your actions. Yeah. Now he hasn't been picking the greatest fights. But he has been looking better, so yeah. he is training. So um, I'll give him that, man, and we'll 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 see what happens with that. Um, either way, you know, I'll watch it. Yeah, I'm gonna watch it, and you know, and and just because we're up here, you know, saying the pros and cons of all these topics that we talk about doesn't mean that we're invested or we're were believers in it at all yeah, or anything yeah. you know that's our that's our role as media is to have the conversations and bring up the topics that some of you guys or some of you viewers out there would want us to say you know and, and some of you might not like it and some of you are rocking with it so we're gonna continue to take both some takes folks, on everything some folks deserve the benefit of the doubt and some folks don't um, it's not up to us who decides who does and who doesn't. If I feel like this person deserves the benefit of the doubt, I'm going to give them that, right, until they prove otherwise. Now, if Jake Paul's fighting nobody's at 18-0, and 19-0, and 20-0, and he hasn't tried to fight a real contender, then you can kind of see through it. Yeah. But if he's progressing his way towards fighting one of these guys on his undercard, a, a real serious contender, or he's like, yep, I'm going to go for the cruiserweight title, or I'm going to go for light heavyweight, and I'm going to work my way up there, and that's what I'm going to do. So I'm going to reach that point, and that's what I want to win. I want to win a title. All right, cool. I can respect that hustle. Yep, for sure. All right, brother. Wow. It's that time. It's that time. We're getting to the end. Looks like we got a little mailbag question, huh? We do, man. I went into work actually this morning, and, and my boy hit me with a mailbag question. Shout out to Mike. Um, shout out to Mike M. You know, there's a lot. I got to clarify the last initial. I'm not going to put his full government out there, but uh, there's a lot of mics at my job, so I got to make sure I clarify which one I'm speaking about. You like in the studio hanging with a bunch of mics? Yep. <laughs> Pause. Pause. Um, <laughs> but he, he hit me with a two-part Whoa. question this morning. He said... With all the changes at CU, what record do you think they will finish with this year? And also, after one season, can Prime make CU bowl eligible? All right, so you're asking, he's asking, 
after the, uh, after all the changes, what record will see you finish with this year? Yep, and after, and whether after or not coming off of a one win season last year, what can can coach improve by the five wins to get them bowl eligible? Well, to be clear on this one, I'm, I'm gonna go to the last part first, and to be clear on this one, so we're clear with everybody. Yes, because we had this argument. Because Coach Zom couldn't get it. Um, <laughs> they won one win last year. So this year they would only need five more wins than that one. So six total to be to bowl, be bowl eligible. eligible. Correct. They need six wins. Clarify. <laughs> Sometimes you got to be a dick. Um, <laughs> you know, it's it. I think bowl eligibility is possible this year. I think it's going to be tough, but I think it's going to be possible. I I do believe the hype, and I am buying the hype of everything that Coach Dion has done up there, the recruits coming in, um, the talent that's coming in. Uh, the one thing that concerns me is being able to get that chemistry together in, in an ample enough time to not lose too many games early. If you pull up their schedule, though, they open up against TCU, uh, the, 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 the national runner-up TCU with in, in, in Dallas, which is going to be a tough one. Um, then they play Nebraska, Colorado State, Oregon, USC, Arizona State, Stanford, UCLA, Oregon State, Arizona, Washington State, Utah, and then the Pac-12 championship on December 1st. I think looking at this schedule, I mean, do we want to run down it? Yeah. I want TCU. Do you think they win? I'll get back to you. We're talking about year. <laughs> oh, you're talking you about mine. What do you think is going right. to happen? All right. So, yes, I do think they're going to finish bowl eligible. Okay. Okay. What overall? You could. You don't even have to go through all games. Just give me. Overall, I feel like an eight and four, seven and five kind of vibe to the season. Okay. Um, I definitely think the toughest matchups on this schedule is obviously the TCU matchup. They got to go to Eugene and play Oregon. That's going to be a tough matchup. USC coming to Boulder, that's going to be a tough one. But that's going to be fun because we're going to see a lot of young talent on the field with both of them teams. Yeah. Potential Heisman or the Heisman uh, Heisman Trophy winner, potential back-to-back Heisman Trophy winner, Caleb Williams on the field. Uh, So that's going to be a really, really good matchup, really tough one. Um, I think, you know, I definitely, I definitely can pick out seven wins in this thing. I think they're gonna whoop up on the, on the Cornhuskers coming to Colorado. We are gonna mm-hmm. beat that ass for old time's sakes. Definitely gonna beat Colorado State because you know, although I like what Jay Norvell's doing, uh, they're not they're not CU. You know, they're not there yet. Um, but I can pull out seven wins out here for sure. Maybe even eight. I can see an eight and four team making it. I said it. I don't disagree. All right. I actually. I guarantee they get to six. Okay. I guarantee they get to six. January 28th, guarantee. Six wins at least. Guaranteed they get to six. I'm also going to put them at seven and five. However, if CU comes out and shocks the world week one and beats TCU, whoo. Dude. If that happens, you better watch out because we coming. And I'm just quoting Dion. I'm not trying to act <laughs> like I'm on that bandwagon. All right, don't roast coach Dom. I'm not on that bandwagon. I'm giving the flowers when the flowers is due. But if CU beats TCU week one, they're easily going to be bowl eligible and they're going to finish with nine wins. Damn, like that, huh? Yes. 
you know, I'm not gonna because those 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 that back and forth that I was kind of I'm on the fence with. Will they get to seven? Will they get to eight? They're gonna guarantee win those games if they beat TCU. So I'm looking. You know what I would like to see? Mm-hmm. It was I would like to see a turnaround in in the form of like what Tulane did this year. Tulane, yeah, um, they finished. What would they finish this year? They finished with two losses this year, I believe, two or three losses this year after winning only a couple games last year. So um, I think I honestly feel like we can have one of them turnaround seasons where um, out of nowhere, all of a sudden, the CU's there. You know, Tulane finished 12 and 2 this year. Um, you know, I, I, I really do think that can happen if things fall right. You know, now I know that's that's lofty expectations. And I think where I picked them or where you're saying is more realistic, realistic. But, you know, um, stranger things have happened for sure. And I would not see, be surprised, especially with the talent that they brought in, um, you know, but Tulane went from two and ten to twelve and two. I could tell you what that that. Season opener is marked on Dion's calendar. That's a big and and that's a statement game. Bro. That's a big test, bro. Regardless of regardless of where what happens in the game, right? Who wins and losses, everybody's gonna watch that game to see where CU stacks. It's definitely a big major. Now, where do you level up with the with the real competitor with the runner up? Yeah, how do you sit? If wonder if CU gets blown out in that game. Does that is that a statement at all, or is that just like one game? Um, because if if they get blown up, I can hear the naysayers already because they're going to have a platform to stand on, right? Because you know it's one game, in my opinion. But the naysayers are going to be there. Oh, look, all that, all that. You this. know what I say to them? Eli Manning went zero and two, and they won beat Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. What you got to say about that? What you got to say about that, naysayers? Uh, so it's just a game, but okay. but it is a very, very concerning game. Well, you, if they get blown out, because beyond, if they lose close to them, right, then you're like, oh, they were the national runner-up. That's a great job. You know, we kept it close, and if we beat them, we're like, yo, we're here. Yeah. But what if we get blown out? If they get blown out, I think they really have something to prove week two versus Nebraska. And it has to that game has to be a statement game even more so at that point where they have to come in and blow out Nebraska to be like, you know what, week one was a fluke. Because if not, don't let it be a close game versus Nebraska if you get yeah. blown out. Well, Nebraska's got a lot of new momentum too. They got they Matt do. Rule up there. They're, they they're coming in. It's not going to be a yeah. walk in the park. So they better, if they get blown out by TCU, they better come and put on a show versus Nebraska. <laughs> and then continue that in the Rocky Mountain Showdown. Yeah, I, um, you know, it. I, I, I do think, I do think CSU's improving a lot, and I for, forgive me if if we don't talk about CSU as much as some of you folks would like to hear us talk about CSU. Um, I do think they're improving a lot, but I don't know. I don't know that their recruiting is on that same level as CSU. You know, right? and it is what it is. Um, but black and white doesn't always win the games. Do you expect CU to be a little inconsistent to start out? Based off of all the new talent they got coming in, all the new chemistry building that they got to do, um, you, you see Coach Prime. They do a lot of stuff. You know, we were talking about this off air. It's awesome that he's so open on his social media because you get to see a lot of the things that they do. Um, you know, I wonder how much of that team building that they're doing 
prior to the season starting is going to lead to good chemistry on the field? I think, you know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking that they're going to have good chemistry right off the bat. And the reason for that is because he meant more by work we coming. Mm-hmm. Right? It, he's bringing talent with him. He's bringing his sons. He's bringing Travis Hunter. He's bringing all these kids. You know what I mean? Over from Jackson, who already know his philosophy and know right. how he runs his system and already have some chemistry when you bring a core over to another facility that makes it that much easier for that energy just to spread throughout the locker room so i think they're gonna easily adapt to what he's already bringing on and i think cu is gonna have some chemistry right off the bat well this year we had a first year head coach compete in the national championship game in sunny dykes for tcu i'm hoping and I can I can dream, and this is my this is my big dream. I'm hoping that we could say the same thing. CU has a first time a first year head coach, you know, competing for for a national title. That'd be great. But at the very at the very best, at the very worst, at least we're going to be competing this year, man. I, there should be no reason why we're not bowl eligible. There should be no reason why we're not a game or two over 500 at least. You know, I, I truly believe that if we're not, hard to say this in the first year. Season might be a failure in my eyes if, if we don't compete Well that's what I was going to ask right? Because I actually Don't know if I agree completely Okay right? I was going to ask How many Losses Constitute A failure completely Based on him coming over Taking over this program Now keep in mind they had one win last year Right he's taken over a one Win football team So Realistically being realistic How many Wins Does he really have to get Before you call it a success And how many losses Right if he only gets one more win Let's just say he He finishes the year with two wins Yeah Are people going to call for Dion to get out of there, or is what he's done up to this point speak volumes? I personally think Rome wasn't built overnight. Although I do think they're going to have success, I'm not going to say that if he does not come in here and get us into a bowl game, that it was not a successful year. I I would agree. Um, Last year, CU was in one one score game, and that was their victory against UCLA in overtime. Every game they lost last year was by double digit points. See, every game they lost was by over twenty points. So you want to just see them not necessarily competing in wins and losses, they but go, in score. If they go six in, or five and seven, okay, four and eight, I'm rocking. Okay, I'm not happy, but what does it look like? Are they getting yeah. blown out? Yeah. Are they getting boat raced in every game? That's a big factor. Do they lose six straight and then they find their footing and then they're good competitive the rest of the way? Mm-hmm. Right? Is there something for me to build on? Like if, if there's something for me to build on and I can I can hang my hat on, like, yeah, you know what? We didn't make a bowl out we didn't make bowl eligibility this year. We took one on the chin, but the way they looked them last four games, they came together, they figured it out, they know where we're going now, right? Um 
I, I think it all depends on what they look like. You can't be going 38, 38-13, 41-10, 49-7, 45-17, 43-20, 42-9, 42-34, 49-10, 55-17, 54-7, 63-21. You can't be doing that. You can't do that. If that happens, then it's a failure. What if they pull a McDaniels, right? And they're obviously not playing as many NFL games. <laughs> but what if they go 3-0? and Lose to Oregon and then lose the rest. That'll be disappointing. Again, what is it, what do them losses look like? Are we getting blown out in the rest, or are we just losing close games? Is it our lack of continuity together that's losing us games in the fourth quarter? Yeah. Is it our lack of understanding with each other that's losing us games? Because that's different than getting blown out. If you're getting blown out, that shows there's no effort. Team's not playing hard. Maybe they're not being coached right. Maybe there's a. a you know, there's some infighting within the locker room. There's there's a lot to be said about getting blown out. It's different when you're losing close games, when you're playing them tough, but for whatever reason, and you just don't quite got the talent there yet, or you just can't on the same page yet. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and we ain't even going to speak it into existence really, right, because he, he's here to win. Yeah. He said that, yeah. right? But all I want to do, right, is I do not want to set these unreal expectations for him and and then, you know, Try to hang him out to dry if he doesn't meet those unreal expectations. You know, we all feel that he has a, a winning formula. He's going to bring that winning formula over to CU. But, you know, at the end of the day, we got to respect the game and, and not be unrealistic with, with football. This is the collegiate level of football, and all these teams are coming to win each and every week. The one thing that makes it hard is that Coach Prime comes with such – I don't know how to say that. He's he's loud. Yeah. Right? And and that's not a bad thing. You know, he's he's vocal about what he believes, how he wants his team to play, what their expectations should be, what kind of men they should be. He's very open about that and very upfront about that. And I think people take advantage of people like that to tear them apart. Yeah. And I do feel like if there's some struggles in the season – and there's some inconsistency in the season, they're going to look to those things to try to tear that team apart. Mm-hmm. Now, what makes me feel good is Coach Prime seems to be very rooted, mm-hmm. right? He's not one that, that, that is going to, you know, go away from what he believes and, and, and go too far from that. And he's not going to deviate from the plan and it's not going to be strayed by, by naysayers of what people are saying. So I'm encouraged by that part, even if it looks, cause I expect it to be inconsistent. Mm-hmm. Like I totally, like if they beat TCU, I wouldn't be surprised if they came out and didn't play so well against Nebraska or if they get beat by TCU, come out and look dominant against Nebraska, mm-hmm. you know, lose to Oregon, but come out and beat UC at USC. Like I expect it to be some inconsistencies, especially early on as they're finding out each other. It helps that your quarterback and one of your top playmakers played together last year. You hit Travis Hunter in, 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 in uh, Shador, you know, they play together. They have good chemistry with each other. Um, that helps a lot. It helps that he's getting these highly touted athletes that, you know, for the most part, should be pretty good football IQ wise. Um, you know, the future does look bright, man, and I'm excited. And I do like, going back to our mailbag question. I do see that boy eligibility being a thing that we should yeah. be we should be striving for. It'd be nice to win our division in the in the in the Pac-12, and it'd be nice to make the Pac-12 championship game. Right? Those are go- those are good goals to have still. Right? Your goal should be to win win it all. Right? Your goal should be to win your division. Your goal should be to win your conference. That should be your goal every year. 
right? Um, I don't think those goals are unrealistic. Mm-mm. I think they're a little longer to reach, but they're not unrealistic. But let's do it one at a time. Let's get them six wins, get that bowl eligibility, and let's raise the profile of our of our of our school of our team. You know, bowl eligibility is a big thing. They haven't been in a bowl for a while. You, you know, getting Coach Prime and, and on a bowl on national TV just means more profile. Yeah. You know, so um, we'll see. I'm not. I'm not going to be disappointed after one year. Rome wasn't built in one year. I'll tell you what's going to happen though with him here. Uh-oh. It's only a matter of time before we have us a, a legitimate Heisman Trophy candidate. That's it, um, Shador's already like early on. It's going to be. It's going to be. Cool, I think real soon, and we're going to have somebody like. Man, it, it'd be nice to get another Heisman Trophy in there next to Rashawn Salons. Mm. You know. That trophy's big. You ever seen that trophy? Mm-hmm. Trophy's freaking huge. Yeah. Man. Freaking huge. Wow, brother. Man, it's been great. Great episode. I appreciate it, man. Before we get out of here, because you know it's about that time, uh, I want to make sure we give a shout-out to Arsenal, Custom Apparel, Rebel Promotions, Black Sevens, Janice's Catering, Lash All Beauty. Yo, shout-out to the Denver North Junior Wrestling Vikings. Uh, shout-out to little DJ. Yes, shout-out to the fam. Who else you got, Don? You know, we got a tournament tomorrow, so shout out to all the little wrestlers out there that are going to compete in, not only from North, from but for where, everywhere. You know, it takes a lot to put in work to be out there wrestling. But most importantly, shout out to DNASportsDenver.com. Make sure you check out the website. Make sure you buy some merch, you know, book a session, check out a podcast, leave us a mail bay question. We had a great one from my boy Mike. want to give a shout out to him for hitting me with that question today. Um, it kept this episode flowing a little bit longer than we normally love it. do. And, love and it, it was a great episode. So shout out to all of our viewers and all of our listeners. You know, I appreciate you guys spreading the love. You know, it's only growing and growing. And I can't wait to see what 2023 brings for us. Look, and I'm going to do y'all like this. Those that have tuned in the whole hour. In 27 minutes and counting I just want to say this Tune in Make sure you tune in next week We're going to have a special special guest I won't give you his name But he is a CU football great In my opinion One of the goats in terms of wide receivers Um, But that's all we're going to give you Hey I'm going to do one more Go ahead I'm going to give out a DNA shirt To the best mailbag question Bam Related to CU history, Bam. not not prime, but CU history for our guest next week. Bam! So there you go. DNA Sports Denver dot com forward slash ask DNA. Hit that mailbag question in there. Make sure you leave your name on it so we can get you hooked up and get you a shirt. Make sure you letting us know, man. We appreciate you tuning in every time we're on, and uh, man, we look forward to it again. Go Nugs. Let's go do abs. it, baby. Yo, go see you. And uh, go have some fun in the NFC, AFC championships this week, man. We out here.